Blog Talk Radio. Defense Watch Radio on the front lines of truth and liberty. This is Ray Starman, the editor of usdefensewatch.com, on another sunny and chilly afternoon here in sunny Southern California. We've got a great one-hour show today for you. The subject, paging General Mattis. General Mattis has been around as Secretary of Defense now for over a year, and he's basically done absolutely nothing nothing to reverse any of the social engineering, politically correct PC madness policies implemented by the Kenyan commander-in-chief, Barack Hussein Obama. And we'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch with the news and a great show for you today, paging General Mattis. We'll be right back. Watch Radio. This is Ray Starman, your host on a Saturday afternoon show. And uh, we're going to be back every Saturday now on U.S. Defense Watch for a one, two hour, maybe even three hour special podcast talking about what's going on in the U.S. military now, a little bit maybe about military history, and continuing with our assault against these social engineers that are out to destroy the U.S. military with political correctness. And it's happening right before our eyes, folks. Every week, there are one or two stories that come out about some craziness that's going on in the military. But first, let's just talk about the, uh, the news. There's a lot going on, obviously, with the Florida shooting a couple days ago. It looks like the FBI completely botched this one. They knew about this guy, Mr. Cruz, the shooter, mentally ill person. Uh, did nothing about it. Uh, but of course, you know, the FBI is, is too busy uh, uh, inventing uh, bogus stories about uh, Trump colluding with the Russians and about committing treason to actually do their job of investigating. And this is not anything against the thousands of people that work in the FBI in lower positions. It's about the scumbag globalists that are at the top of the FBI. Mr. McCabe, Mr. Rosenstein, Mr. Comey, to name a few. And I have to really wonder what Jeff Sessions is doing. Some people think he's lying like a snake in the grass, 
building up evidence. He's going to nail everybody. Other people think he's asleep at the wheel. He's Floyd the Barber and at the you know Department of Justice. I don't know. Uh, you're going to have to make that call for yourself to figure out what in the heck is Sessions up to. Because the level of Obama holdovers, traitors that are sitting in the Department of Justice, it's unbelievable. And this, this scandal, what's been going on, makes, uh, makes Watergate look like uh, a food fight, a high, a high school cafeteria. Uh, deputies that were called to this guy's house 39 times, this guy you know, threatening to kill himself, cutting himself on Snapchat, uh, heard demon voices. You know, this guy was just crazy crazy but of course you know the democrats uh their solution is just to turn in all your guns folks just turn them in uh we can be uh we can live in um a utopia just like chicago or mexico or great britain or australia i don't know those gun gun control paradises like in britain where you can't even defend yourself some guy attacks you in your house you you defend yourself you stab the guy or something or knock him out police are going to come after you britain is completely an upside down society uh, the the, uh, the inmates are definitely running uh, Britain right now. The same thing with Australia, with universal gun control. That's what the Democrats want. They don't want this country to be the United States of America. They want it to be socialist Europe or Australia. They want it to be Chicago. They want it to be Los Angeles, California. I mean, it's almost, it's almost impossible to get a, a gun here now. You've got to go through, you know, absolute rigmarole. Uh, you've got to go to gun, uh, gun classes, gun safety training, you know, do this, do that. They, they've literally made it impossible to get a weapon, okay? And uh, that's why they're losing people every day here, except for illegals, which they, and, you know, which they've got quite a lot of them. That's their new voting block, the Democrats. They know that they've lost middle America, and uh, they're bringing in as many immigrants as they can to vote for. But guess what? The immigrants are here for a generation, maybe less. They start making money successful. You think they're going to hang around and be Democrats? They, 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 they figure it out pretty quickly. They're not stupid. They realize that the Democrats are taking all their money. They're taxing them. They're putting outrageous regulations that impede every facet of their life, and they become Republicans. But they can get you, for, they can get you maybe for a generation. They got one generation of immigrants. It's enough to sway an election maybe. That's why, of course, they want to get rid of the Electoral College. So Manhattan, Vermont, and Southern California decide every election now in the nation. It's unbelievable. It is literally unbelievable. Prominent Republican donor issues ultimatum on, you know, some of these uh, Republicans are, they ought to just switch sides and become Democrats themselves. Mueller indicts Russians. Of course, that was yesterday because, uh, you know, Trump colluded with the Russians. It's it's obvious. It's obvious that Trump did. And they have they have really has nothing left. OK, why? Why the Mueller special counsel is still going on? I don't know, because Floyd the barber is uh, is the uh, is the attorney general of the United States right now. It's just unbelievable. Check snowboarder shocks Lindsey Vaughn. Uh, too bad, Lindsey. That's what happens when you don't like Mr. Trump. You don't get the gold medal. <laughs> She's not a very nice person anyway, so good luck to the, uh, the Czech snowboarder who, uh, who, who won the gold. Uh, let's see, anything else here? Mother jailed for baptizing daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Uh, world's first human-sheep hybrid emb- embryos. Now, there's something that's, uh, that's frightening. Alex Jones has been warning about that for years, about these, these hybrid uh, fears 
in science. Unbelievable. Here's one. In liberal Minnesota, record Minnesotans own guns. Crime rate, 50-year low. What a shock. People own guns. There's not as much crime. As opposed to the gun control paradise in Chicago or Mexico. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. When we get back on U.S. Defense Watch, tonight, today's, excuse me, today's subject, paging General Mattis. We're going to talk about two recent stories that uh, hit the media this week uh, about Army basic training and uh, what's going on at the Air Force Academy, which is literally being run by uh, uh, snowflakes themselves, uh, 40 and 50-year-old snowflakes. And then we're going to talk about every single item of social engineering that is continuing and has continued on General Mattis's watch and why he seems to completely ignore it. And we'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio on the front lines of truth and liberty. This is Ray Starman, your host. Good, the bad, and the ugly theme song. Maybe they, uh, maybe I should change it uh, to the uh, U.S. military armed forces theme now. The PC, uh, the pathetic, and the weak, because that's what we are heading towards. That's what we are heading towards. And I actually had uh, one more uh, story I wanted to cover before I get into today's topic. Uh, it was an article in the Guardian. All places, Admiral U.S. Admiral warns uh, that the United States must prepare for a possible war with China. Well, the Chinese have one advantage already. Um, We don't seem to be able to navigate through the oceans without colliding uh, with another ship or running aground. So the Chinese are probably uh, up up a couple points already. Harry Harris, the next U.S. ambassador to Australia, says Beijing intends to control the South China Sea. Interesting. Navy Admiral nominated to be the next U.S. ambassador to Australia has told Congress America must prepare for the possibility of war with China. And so it would rely on Australia to help uphold the international rules, yada, yada, yada. China is a big threat in the South China Sea. I'm not sure the Chinese, though, are willing to risk all their business deals, though, to go to war. The Chinese, above all, are business people. They want to make money. But they are hungry for... uh, some of the oil-rich producing islands in the South China Sea. So stay tuned for that one, and I'm sure our Navy will be able to meet all the, uh, the threat as, as, long, as soon as they uh, evacuate all the pregnant women off their ships. Remember last year when they had a baby on board a U.S. Navy ship of war? Wasn't that just a special moment? That was just a great moment. Admiral Halsey and Spruance and John Paul Jones, they were turning over in their graves. Did they ever think, did you ever think, that a baby was going to be born on a U.S. Navy ship of war. But that's what's going on in the military. 
It's not a military anymore. I don't know what the hell it is, frankly. What is it? It's, it's like you're working at a millennial startup that has guns and high explosives. Excuse me, weapons. People in the military never say guns. They say weapons, or at least in the Army. But that's the kind of stuff going on. It's, it's just it's literally out of control. And uh, let's start off with the uh, – there was an article <coughs> excuse me, a couple days ago about Army basic training which is rapidly slipping into nothing more than uh, Mr. Rogers' day camp for millennials. Uh, the guy used to work for Colonel David Hackworth. I'm sure some of you have heard of him, very controversial figure, uh, one of the most decorated soldiers ever that the United States military has produced. Hack uh, warned about how uh, basic training was getting soft in the late 90s. If, the, if uh, Hack hadn't died of uh, cancer from Agent Orange poisoning, he probably would be suffering from a severe case of IBS watching all the stuff going on now. I mean, I don't even think in his wildest dreams he could imagine it would get this bad. But it has, and it is, and it will get worse because nobody is doing anything to stop it, especially the mad dog. Uh, this is an article from CNS News. Uh, it was a couple days ago. I'm going to read a bunch of passages from this article. It's just too good. There's just too much stuff in here for me to just summarize. I want to read some of it. The U.S. Army will drop its hand grenade competency requirements for graduation from basic training because getting recruits to pass it is just, quote, taking too much time, and they're just not strong enough, Major General Malcolm Frost told reporters on Friday. Changes to the Army's basic combat training, BTC, will eliminate the current hand grenade proficiency standards as a requirement for graduation. So basically um, what they're saying is that uh, you're not allowing a need to throw a live grenade successfully into the impact area, wherever they wanted you to throw it uh, to graduate from basic training. You no longer need to successfully complete the grenade assault course, which was a course of several stations where you're in a simulated combat environment, you take cover, Pull the pin on a dummy grenade, a dummy dummy grenade had a small explosive in it. You know, boom, thing blows up. You go to the next station. I remember uh, getting beaten in the head on the grenade assault course, uh, slapped around because uh, I like to watch the grenades explode after I throw them. And according to the sergeant who was uh, beating me with whatever he had in his hand, I think it was on those snake sticks, um, I was killed because I looked up and watched the grenade impact but he did compliment me on the throw was accurate apparently though millennials can't throw anymore so this is a problem but let me continue uh discussing the change with reporters major general frost no relation to jack explained that training recruits to pass the current requirement was taking too much time what we have found is it is taking far far too much time it is taking three to four times as much time as what as it used to be just to qualify folks on the hand grenade course that we had designated. So what is happening is it is taking away from other aspects of training. So don't worry about it. Not going to have to throw a grenade in a war. Don't worry about it. Plus, here we go. Trainees aren't just aren't strong enough to throw the grenade far enough away and simply can't be taught to properly throw a grenade if they haven't thrown growing up. General Frost continues. We are finding that there are a large number of trainees that come in that, quite frankly, just physically don't have the capacity to throw a hand grenade 20 to 25 to 30 meters. Hmm, that could be a problem in a war, General. In 10 weeks, we are on a 48-hour period. You're just not going to be able to teach someone how to throw if they haven't thrown growing up. All right, let's get to the bottom of this, okay? Granted, millennial guys are weaker than my generation of guys, Generation X, 
late than late uh, your baby boomers, whatever. But what are they really saying here? They're really saying is that they're not really worried about the men, that they've got a lot of women that can't throw a grenade far enough without having the goddamn grenade, excuse me, having the grenade blow up danger close and, in, in, uh, you know, hitting you with some fragments on the uh, grenade, the grenade, live grenade range. They've got a lot of women now in the military. They're pouring them into the combat arms because, you know, if anything, we have to become stylish and fashionable and do what Kristen Gillibrand wants us to do and Claire McCaskill. So now they realize that these women who are now going to be in the combat arms can't throw a grenade far enough if they have to without blowing themselves up or their buddies. Great. Great. But it's, it's just, it's unbelievable. It really is just unbelievable what is going on. And I'll continue. Let me continue right here. <coughs> Still, the amount of grenade training won't be reduced. Now, this is, this is what's interesting. Developing enough proficiency to meet the current standards just won't be required. So basically, you don't have to get out of you, you can get out of basic training without actually ever throwing a live grenade or uh, successfully passing your grenade assault course. So what, what Frost is saying is that they're going to teach you, you're going to kind of be oriented to the grenade during a field exercise dubbed hammer, anvil, and orange, or forge, whatever. It's just, it's absolute lunacy, okay? Absolute lunacy. Or they, another thing I've heard is that, you know, maybe it's your AIT advanced individual training. Maybe you'll be able to throw a grenade there too. But we wouldn't want to guarantee it because, you know, it's the new army. It's the new army. So you can, you can get out of basic training and guess what? You don't have to throw a grenade. All right, let's move on to – there was another article, a, a couple articles about the Army basic training, too, that, uh, that caught my attention after this grenade fiasco. Now, another thing that the Army is getting rid of is, as a requirement at uh, basic training is land navigation, a.k.a. how to read a map with a compass, how to navigate from one point to another. Do you think that might be a valuable tool to know if you're a soldier? Now, I understand that in 2018, there's GPS, there's all sorts of programs, there's Google Maps, everything. But you're not going to have that all the time. What if you're in a war and there's an EMP explosion and everything's gone and you have to use a compass? What are they going to do? Stand around with your backside because the Army didn't want you to learn land navigation? Why are we stressing people out a little bit too much? So now you don't have to get through basic training and no land navigation. Just like at the Special Forces Q course, qualification course, you don't have to know land navigation either. Isn't that special? Oh, yeah. But now the Army says that big changes are coming to basic training besides the two things I've talked about. According to General Frost, we took out a lot of redundant areas that had crept in that did not go after the basics. <coughs> General, you're taking out the basics. You're, re you're, 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 re you're contradicting yourself, sir. Okay, so they're going to make the uh, they're going to make it a little tougher on the uh, physical fitness test. Whoop de doo. Uh, here's the article from Army Times. Army Times is sort of the uh, the military's army's version of Pravda. No matter what happens, the Army Times paints a great picture on it. Okay, you know, you know, U.S. soldiers get their butt kicked by the Africa Corps and Kasserine Pass. Oh, it wasn't that special. 
There we go. And rather than spend time getting soldiers through the hand grenade and land navigation qualification courses, those skills will be incorporated. We already talked about that into the new field exercises. Whatever. There will also be changes in marksmanship training. With recruits required to qualify using iron sights, you mean like in the old days where you popped a sight up on the rifle and you actually looked through it and you pulled the trigger? As opposed to what? A video game? And a boost in the number of hours recruits will spend in hand-to-hand. Well, that's good. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, And as the Army supported two ground wars, I'm reading this now, over the past two decades, the service ditched some traditions like boot shining. Well, we wouldn't want to know how to do that in the Army. It put less emphasis on ceremony and courtesy in favor of quickly training warfighters. However, some of that training is making a comeback. Oh, isn't that special? All right, here we go. This is is where we get into... um, Apparently, the Army has realized that it has a discipline problem, that millennials feel entitled, what a surprise, don't like to listen to question lawful orders, and don't listen to their instructors. What a surprise, Generation Bozo. Okay, this is, let's see. Here we go. Drill sergeants will evaluate recruits on their discipline, inspect their bunks. Wow, that, they used to do that all the and their base. Mm. And they're going to hold drill and ceremony competitions to make sure soldiers are learning how to march. Why do they need a competition for that? How about get your ass outside the building in formation? You've got 10 seconds, five seconds have already expired. Move your fat millennial asses. But we wouldn't want to talk to troops like that, would we? Because this is a different kind of military. It's the kind of military that talks like the people on national public radio. We wouldn't want to commit any microaggressions with these soft people that are going to be slaughtered in the next war. All right. And Frost continues. You know, there are some folks who say we need to go back to drill and ceremony. You mean like the Army's been doing since the dawn of time, General? Because we've lost a lot of the discipline. Really? But the General says that uh, this won't mean, in this quote, this won't mean hours set aside for marching. No, no, outside the barracks. No, no, we wouldn't want to actually teach them the real drill and cadence like they used to have to know. Instead, the drill and ceremony is going to be interwoven. When they move from here to there. So if you're in the latrine, perhaps, and you're moving over to the chow hall, maybe you do a little marching, a little bit in step. Maybe Bill Murray and Harold Ramis sing along. There she goes, whatever, walking down the street, whatever the song was uh, by Manfred Mann. Um, So in general continues, the, the drill and ceremony will be dispersed. What in the hell are you talking about, General? dispersed interwoven drill and cades how about just sending them outside in the outside the barracks on a field for an hour in the sun marching around and you're wondering you're wondering why i get mad about this stuff it is unbelievable unbelievable and the general i guess they're now printing out a recruits blue book with the history of major army battles because according to general frost we really did not have a good centralized acculturation of what it means to be a united states army soldier good god Good God Almighty. We're going to take a quick break here on U.S. Defense Watch Radio so I can get a a bottle of water as my voice is going today. We'll be right back talking about the catastrophe going on at what used to be the United States Air Force Academy, Colorado Springs, Colorado. We'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. Here's a little Chuck Norris music.
That was the soundtrack from the 1986 movie Delta Force. Chuck Norris, Lee Marvin, a cast of thousands in, one jihadi beat down after another. That movie wouldn't even be made now because, you know, it shows the U.S. military when, you know, combat arms was actually all guys, special ops, actually killing and beating the crap out of the enemy, the Tangos. That was actually, uh, that movie was based on the, uh, remember the 1985 uh, hijacking of that TWA jet uh, where they landed in Beirut? Remember the picture? The guy had the uh, the pistol to the guy's head. Uh, pretty good movie. I like the soundtrack more than anything. Uh, produced by uh, Menachem uh, Golan and uh, Globus. can't remember the other guy's name, Golan and Globus. They were big uh, producers of the Canon group in the 80s. They did all the, a lot of the Chuck Norris movies. It was good stuff. And uh, that movie like I said, would never be made in today's world because it's just not politically correct enough. It would never be shown on national public radio. Okay, let's get into the next fiasco going on in the U.S. military. This is an article that appeared in the Daily Caller, also ran in the Denver Post and several other publications as as well. Excuse me. The Air Force Academy first sergeant is reprimanded for telling cadets to dress properly. (laughs) Yes, I'm not lying, folks. Air Force Academy first sergeant reprimanded for telling cadets to dress properly. I'm going to read some bits and pieces from this, uh, from uh, Tucker Carlson's website. Progressive social justice trends appear to be creeping into the air. Creeping? They're not creeping. They've invaded. They've infested it, Tucker. It's a cancer. Observations made by United States Air Force Academy permanent party members regarding cadet grooming standards have been increasingly unfavorable. Aww. First Sergeant per- Zachary Parrish apparently wrote a leaked email to cadets. Going forward, quote, I expect you all to do your part in reversing negative perceptions about cadet personal appearance. That circulates United States Air Force Academy and diminishes your credibility as a member of the profession of arms. The First Sergeant then advised the cadets in his charge to be like Mike, Michael Jordan. What he did is he just told him Michael Jordan squared away guy. He was always very, uh, you know, neatly dressed and uh, very uh, had a lot of class. Besides the fact that he was a phenomenal basketball player, Michael Jordan quote understood the value of professional appearance. Yes, he did, and he still does now. Quote, cadets, how do you want to be seen? If the answer is not as a military professional, but perhaps you are in the wrong place. Parish conduct concluded his memo, his email. Oh my God, the outrage then of what happened because. The senior NCO told the cadets to get their head out of their asses and start looking and acting like cadets at the United States Air Force Academy, not some millennial bum sitting around at a Starbucks sucking down a latte. Oh, my God. So now we go to the rest of the article. A colonel then embarrassed the first sergeant publicly, accusing Parrish of committing microaggressions. A colonel in the Air Force. And exactly Chuck Yeager at the United States Air Force Academy. Uh, here's a, the, uh, one of the uh, quotes from the colonel. Quote, on behalf of all cadet senior leadership and permanent party members, let me apologize for the email sent earlier today by our first sergeant. He called the comments disrespectful, derogatory, unprofessional, and he promised to, protest, protect, promised to address this microaggression immediately. You know, I don't have to say that if you can't handle a first sergeant telling you to get your head out of your ass and dress like you should as a cadet at the Air Force Academy, you might not be able to handle a macroaggression like a SAM missile coming at you at Mach 2, ready to blow your head to kingdom come. But hey, don't worry about it. We're all, the U.S. military is 
completely prepared to take on all our enemies. Don't worry about it. General Mattis is at the helm. It appears that the original email was brought to the colonel's attention by someone else at the academy. Please continue to be vigilant, the colonel said, adding that everyone should treat one another with dignity and respect. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And now the official uh, academy comment. This is the Academy Media Relations uh, response. The comments were inappropriate. We have a responsibility for how we communicate. And if anyone feels disrespected by someone with word, gee, you know that drill sergeant that yelled at me back in the 80s? Boy, he disrespected me so much. He disrespected me when he took my A bag and he threw everything all over the parking lot and told me I was a worthless maggot or whatever else he called me. And then I had about one second to pick everything up. <laughs> We need to take responsibility immediately and learn from it as we move forward. This is actually real. Uh, go to usdefensewatch.com. The original articles are on there. You can link to them, and you can link to the to the uh, to the email that uh, that's on there too. It goes to Facebook, but uh, this guy that uh, is, wrote this email, he's in charge of uh, uh, cadet. Uh, He's the uh, vice commandant of cadet climate or whatever, some, some kind of BS diversity uh, title that the guy, this guy's got. Here it is. Julian D. Stevens, Colonel, United States Air Force, vice commandant of cadets for culture and climate. What the hell is that? What is that? Is that like being a diversity officer at some corporation? Maybe they ought to teach these people to get their head out of their butts, square away their uniforms, and start acting like Air Force cadets. But hey, it's the military in 2018. And don't worry, the Mad Dog has it all under control. Don't worry. Let's go to another article about this. This is from the Denver Post. It's more of the same thing. Air Force Academy apologizes for microaggressions after email about haircuts veers into talk about Michael Jordan. Think about this. The Air Force senior personnel, the cadre, colonel, and the people running it, and the people running the Air Force, by the way, remember the the uh, lesbian that's married and has an adopted kid or whatever? She's now the commandant of the Air Force Academy, but don't worry about that. Everything's okay. It's okay. Goodbye, Chuck Yeager. Hello, Liberace. Actually, I think Liberace probably was tougher than these, these people that are running these, these schools. I really do. I think Rock Hudson was tougher than these people. You know, uh, this it's uh, it's just outrageous. It's not only the complete abandonment of all uh, ethics in American values. It's the it's this 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 PC candy ass culture that is per, that's permeated into the military. I mean, honestly, if this this stuff was going on at a company, it would be bad enough. Because it has shades of you know Orwellian Orwellian shades, Marxist shades to it all over the place. You want to put people trying to control your speech. That's that's basically communism. But that's what the left is all about, because they're basically all communists themselves, hiding as Democrats. The Air Force Academy has a lot, a lot of problems. There was an article, I'm going to quote, it's from the Washington Times. This is actually a year ago. I need to put this on my website. The name of the article is called Air Force Academy as Leadership Problem from the Washington Times. And... Uh, it's a great article, and the guy talks about how a, uh, some of the graduates of the Air Force Academy in the 60s and the 50s observed how pathetic the current Air Force uh, Academy cadets looked when they were marching in the inaugural parade. Absolutely pathetic. 
Um, there's some quotes from it. The following is an angry reaction from a member of the 1960 class, the Air Force Academy. And his reaction towards the performance of the Air Cadets marching in the 2017 inaugural parade in Washington. He said that his daughter's high school band marches better than what these cadets displayed. They're not being trained to fight as a unit. They're being taught that individuality matters, that their feelings matter. It is a PC sickness that must be eradicated from our military. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Here's some, here's, uh, some more comments from another uh, guy who graduated in 1957. Sloppy, 180 out of step, some heads up, some down, some eyes up, some down, some caps high, some low. All appear to be unique individuals on parade. Along with the cadet in front, the three cadets shown in the back are also out of step. Can you imagine what this college kid gaggle must have looked like in motion? And basically what it talks about, there's been some other articles that I posted in the last year about the Air Force Academy is basically a PC factory. But the military is a PC factory, and the Air Force has always been a little bit more laid back, and they're really maxing out on the, on the PC insanity. But you know, when we get back uh, from the next break, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the West Point, too, which is obviously uh, out of its mind and uh, has been hit by the PC bug. Basically what you have is you have all the warriors for the most part. And I'm not saying everybody. There's still some guy listening to the show. He's in the SEALs right now. He's sharpening his bayonet. He's like, what are you talking about? I still, I, I, I piss napalm and I eat glass for breakfast. Okay. Yeah. We've got some of those guys are left. Okay. But the, for the most part, the military is being run by these leftist Obama holdouts, these liberals, these social engineers, these PC monsters who have turned the military into a fiasco. And where the hell is General Mattis? He was brought in. He was supposed to change all this stuff. When, I, when we come back from the next quick station break, I'm going to go through everything that has occurred on this guy's watch and that he has done nothing about. We'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. And yes, I am mad today. I am very mad because I, Mattis is really really disappointed me and we'll be right back on u.s defense watch radio this is ray starman on the front lines of truth and liberty And hope he gets picked up in Seattle. Well, if you send your people in there after him, they'll get killed. 
you know, we're just a small, hick town sheriff's department, Colonel, but we're expected to do our duty, just like our heroes in the special forces. In special forces, we teach our people to stay alive in the line of duty. No shit. I never thought of that. If you want a war, you can't win. Are you telling me that 200 men against your boy is a no-win situation for us? You send that many. Don't forget one thing. What? A good supply of body bags. Yep, that's what we're going to need here. A good supply of body bags. Because let me tell you, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that the U.S. military is heading for a gigantic ass-kicking. Unless we, unless the war is completely uh, uh, strategic uh, ICBMs, and in case we're all going to die anyway, because we'll blow each other to kingdom come. If the United States military is in a high-intensity conflict term, I don't know if the military even uses that term anymore, against North Korea, the Russians, the Chinese, we are going to be in big trouble, folks, because – we are creating we – are, we, are, we, we have a, a military now that is more focused on PC than fighting wars. And like I said, I, th- everybody, I think everybody listening to this show, anybody who reads my website, a lot of veterans have, have basically – are very disappointed in General Mattis. Yes, we've taken the fight to ISIS. We beat the crap out of ISIS. Good job, General Okay, everything else he's doing, I, I don't know what he's doing. He was supposed to come in. He was this, you know, this 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 marine mad dog, and uh, he's done nothing. He started off. He actually started off. I started to get a, a, a bad feeling about him when he was at his um, his confirmation hearing, and he was getting, you know, he was getting uh, whipped by uh, uh, Kristen Gillibrand. You know, Mattis. I know he made the comment. You know that that uh, setting up women in putting women in the combat arms, setting up for failure. Anybody that's uh, crossed the line of departure knows that. Okay, made that comment a couple years ago. And when she asked him about it, you know, he did this big song and dance. And that was sort of the precedent for everything else that's going on. I'm going to read you everything that's going on. Well, this guy has been in charge since what? January of 2017. We're now on a year, 13 months. Okay, we've had the, uh, the Army basic training fiasco. With they're taking away land navigation and the grenade requirement, they can they can tell you that they're going to cover this later at some bullshit exercise, whatever. It's all a bunch of crap. Everybody knows that. You know, we don't have time. They don't have time because they've got so many women that can't throw a grenade. And nothing about against women, but you know, a lot most women actually throw like girls. They don't throw, can't throw something as far as a guy. So now that they got all these women that can throw a grenade far enough away in the, in the, in the, at the live grenade range without killing somebody. Well, what the hell is going to happen in a war? Some woman's going to pull a pin on a grenade, throw it five feet because she can't throw it any farther, and she's going to take out half of her squad. But that's okay. We're, being, we're giving everybody a chance. And that's what's important here. We've got to give everybody a chance. We've got to be as stylish as possible. It, it's just unbelievable. All right, Army basic tra- training talked about the air force academy fiasco not only the fact that they look like complete crap at the inauguration parade but all the stuff that's going on a lesbian is the commandant this microaggression nonsense a, a guy you a, a senior nco can't reprimand a cadet and tell him to, to to look like he's a cadet in the air force academy without getting chastised by some colonel there what the hell is this guy doing in the air force 
Then you have the Special Forces Q course, the qualification course. Remember I had the show on, and I've had a couple articles about that, that uh, there was an art or a letter written, 15-page letter, written by, I, be- I believe, a number of the cadre uh, down there at the JFK uh, uh, school, concerned that basically the, military, the Army has now dropped all physical standards at the Special Forces qualification course. So basically, you can't get out if you can't meet the physical standards. Why is that? Because they want to get women through, and women can't get through with the old standards. So now we're going to have no standards. What does that mean? That means that ROTC camp in the 80s, which was a basically you know, just some kind of orientation thing get, you know, through, for college kids, the physical standards were tougher. They wouldn't let you in the chow hall. They couldn't do eight pull-ups. Well, they'd let you in, but they'd yell at you for about 15 minutes, then they'd let you in. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. It really is. So now, read the articles on U.S. Defense Watch about this. Google, on another site, I don't care, go to Google, no physical standards, special forces qualification course letter. We're not going to have Green Berets coming out who are basically worthless. Your grandmother can be a Green Beret because there's no physical standards. The only way you get out of there is you get wounded or blown to bits to take you out on a gurney. Everybody will qualify. Called Operation No Bolo. Unbelievable. Then you had... And that's three things on General Mattis's watch. Then you had the, art, uh, the, the story of the two guys, the Army officers, who were married in the Army ch- the chapel at West Point, the two gay guys who got married. Isn't that special? With their little honor guard of men just cheering them on. Oh, what a victory for diversity. The two fags getting married at the West Point chapel. I don't care what, what anybody says. To most Americans, most people don't care about gay people in the civilian world. I, they don't care. But it matters in the military. It's just another nail in the coffin destroying morale and the warrior spirit. And that took place on General Mattis's watch, too. And we have the case of Major General Ryan Consalves. Remember General Consalves, um, Iraq veteran, served in Germany during the Cold War. He uh, basically was set to be the commander of U.S. Army Europe. And that promotion went down the drain with the third start because he committed the anti-Marxist act of calling a woman in his office sweetheart. God forbid if you call a woman sweetheart, his career is gone. What did General Mattis do? He didn't lift a finger. The Mad Dog. The Mad Dog is nothing but a chihuahua on a two-inch lease in the backyard of the dike running the Air Force Academy. Then you have Spencer Rapone. Remember him? The communist son of a bitch that, that's still on active duty at the 10th Mountain Division? And they won't tell you. I've called up the PA office. They will not tell you what's going on with this guy. Oh, it's under investigation. How long does it take to kick one communist butter bar second lieutenant out of the United States military? This has been dragging on now for four or five months, four months. It's under investigation by West Point and the, military, and the Army. How long does it take? How long does it take? There was some guy reported my unit as a platoon leader. The next week, he told the, the commander that he was a conscious objector, couldn't, couldn't fight anybody. The guy was out of the unit in 10 minutes. He was at the at brigade, I don't know, as the library officer. He was, he was gone from the Army in, in, a, in, a, in a month or so. And they, the Army is not – what is the Army going to do? I want to know what is going on with Spencer Rapone. What's going on with General Mattis? He's a, you're, you're in charge, General. 
You are the Secretary of Defense. This is all happening on your watch. You are responsible, sir. Then you have the case of Colonel Jeffrey Nash. You know, that communist Obama holdover leftist pinko that was the, uh, the, uh, the judge presiding over the court-martial, Bo Bergdahl. The guy who let Bergdahl off because he doesn't like Trump. Because the colonel doesn't like Trump. Another thing that happened on General Mattis's watch. Bo Bergdahl, traitor, walks free. And then, of course, you have Chelsea Manning, <coughs> who was, after uh, she was released from prison when the Kenyan commander-in-chief pardoned her, or reduced her sentence, I should say. She got her sex change on the Army. The Army paid for her sex change. The Army paid for a sex change for a traitor. Think about that. On General Mattis's watch. Then you have the story of the self-mutilators and bipolar wackos that apparently they were lowering the standards, let some of these people in, give them waivers in the Army, and then General Milley came out, you know, with his chest up. Oh, no, that's not true. But it is true. You can still get into the military if you've had mental problems. They evaluate each case. I don't know what to think about that. It's just ins- that's insanity. Then you have the whole transgender issue. I know General Mattis was against this. He tried to fight for it, but he was rolled over by a federal judge that's now determined that uh, some liberal communist SOB judge that uh, wanted transgenders on active duty, and Mattis en- en- enrolled right over it, and Trump rolled right over it. Trump is the commander-in-chief. He can do whatever he wants. It doesn't matter what some federal judge says. So that just went right out the window. So now the transgenders are back on General Mattis's watch. Like I said, you're in charge, General Mattis. It's like if you're a company commander and some soldier loses a weapon under your command, guess what, Captain? You're in trouble because you're in charge. It doesn't matter if you didn't know about it or whatever, and you theoretically have no, no personal responsibility. It doesn't matter. You are the commander on your watch, buddy. Unbelievable. Here's another thing that's going on at General Mattis's watch. In the last year, the Army has brought in 19,700 women, put them into artillery positions. Isn't that special? Yet, uh, according to the Marine study, uh, when they conducted their $36 million study of uh, what the Marines did, $36 million, they took the top women in the Corps that were in the best shape, and they pitted them against men and all male versus all female units, mixed units, et cetera, against male. They realized what everybody, the, 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 the study came to the conclusion everybody knows that all male units are much better. And the all male units were just average guys against the top athletes, female athletes in the core. Guess what? These top athlete female women, one third of them can't pick up a 155 millimeter artillery round, 98 pounds, and they couldn't carry it. I don't know what the hell heck it was, 10, 10 yards. So the Army now is taking is putting almost 20,000 women in artillery positions. Not, all, every, not every position is 155 million. It doesn't matter. What if you're on, what if you're on a 155 gun crew? And the guys are killed in the war. Now you have two women, three women. The women are left. What are they going to do? They can't lift a round up and carry it. Oh, well, I guess you die or surrender. But don't worry about it. We have to practice diversity. What And that's all going on General Mattis's watch as well with the integration of women into the combat arms. That continues as I speak. Now, another one that's going on. This is also on General Mattis's watch. Let's get back to the transgenders. This was an article that I picked up and I wrote an article about this. This was a few months ago. The name of the article on U.S. Defense Watch, Transgender Shower Policies and Army Male Pregnancies. Army 
male pregnancies. Our enemies are dying with laughter. It's just unbelievable. Uh, according to Army policy, this is from some directive from the Pentagon, soldiers are ordered to use the building, bathroom, and shower facilities associated with their gender marker. You mean like if you're a guy or a girl? If a woman expresses discomfort showering with a female who has male genitalia, it will be up to the commander to make accommodations. What are they talking about? Unbelievable. It goes, and this article goes on and on. Here we go, and this is my favorite one. Listen carefully. Troops are told to imagine, this is from another Army um, memo or pamphlet on all this craziness. Troops are told to imagine that a soldier has completed Army gender transition from female to male, as indicated in Deers. The soldier did not have sex reassignment surgery and recently stopped taking male hormones in order to try and start a family. Today, the soldier approached his commanding officer to discuss his newly... Once again, let me repeat this. This is from an Army pamphlet. Today, the soldier approached his commanding officer to discuss his newly confirmed pregnancy. I don't even know what to think anymore. This is, this is what's going on in the military. Under General Mattis's watch. This, this article I wrote a few months ago. Yes, imagine that, General Patton. Your men are now pregnant. Please race to Bastogne with your knocked-up male troopers. Do you get the idea that our enemies are laughing asses off at us? Un, unbelievable. <clears throat> men showering with women. Men thinking they're women showering with women. Pregnant men. It's all just another day in the lean green machine on General Mattis's watch. And then you have the Navy. Remember what we had last year in 2017 with the Fitzgerald collision, those other collisions, the Seventh Fleet disaster. The commander of the Seventh Fleet, I believe, was relieved. He had more, more guys that were uh, brought up on charges in the Fat Leonard scandal. It just goes on and on and on. And what like I keep saying, I, I've just brought up, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's about, what, what, what are they talking about? 20 examples? There are probably a few more that I didn't find of things going on under General Mattis's uh, leadership as Secretary of Defense. What's he doing about it? Why isn't he doing anything about it? He was supposed to be this guy who came in who was going to make all these changes. He could sit, he could have sat down at his desk in the first minute. And basically nuked the authorization by Ash Carter, allowing women to serve in the combat arms and special ops. It was never even authorized by Congress. It was just Ash and Trash Carter did it. He could have done that in one minute. Gone. Okay? Whatever. And then it doesn't matter if some federal judge says he doesn't like it and tries to bar it. The president is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. His orders supersede that of a federal judge. So, you know, Mattis has let himself be rolled over on everything. What, why doesn't he just leave? He's not really doing anything. I mean, bring in somebody that's going to kick some ass. And the same thing goes for attorney general, too. Get rid of Sessions and get rid of Mattis and bring in some, somebody who's going to do something. Like, how about somebody like General Boykin as Secretary of Defense? You know, it was in Delta Force. Somebody is a hard ass who's going to actually do something. Because Madison, in my opinion, has not done anything and is worthless. I don't care what his previous record was. I don't care. I don't care if he still has a PX haircut. I don't care if he has 15,000 books written by Clausewitz. 
I don't care. The fact is that he is doing nothing. <clears throat> nothing. And the, the insanity, the PC madness, the, the social engineering lunacy goes on and on and on. And it, like I said, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where this all is going. It's going, it's heading, the U.S. military is on a collision course with a disaster. We're going to get into a fight, the Russians, the Chinese, or the NOCOs, and it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. It really isn't. Even our units that are all male have discipline problems. I mean, you know, you know, training problems. The U.S. military just needs to be completely gutted from the top. Like I said before, when the military had problems after Vietnam, the problems were at the bottom. Uh, problems with draftees, drug, druggies, criminals that have been drafted. Yes, there were some, some uh, feather merchants at the top, but for the most part, the senior leadership of the military, army, especially, um, was squared away. They wanted to fix the problems, and they had a lot of junior officers, junior field grade officers who had served in Vietnam who wanted to rebuild the military, and they did. The problem now is at the top, all the way from General Mattis down. The, army, the military, they need to get rid of almost every person with a star, every colonel, every lieutenant colonel, and just, just retire them. Get out. They've done nothing. What has General Dunford done? Nothing. What, is, what has he done? Fighting Joe? Nothing. These guys are all totally worthless. All they care about is their pensions, their TRICARE, what kind of defense contractor job they're going to get after they get out. You know, making sure they got that PX parking spot for their wife right, right in the front. You know, yada, yada, yada. They're absolutely worthless. They don't really give a damn. And they, they are a shadow of some of the great generals and leaders that this country has produced in the past. I don't have to name them. Everybody knows them. Uh, and it, it's a shame. It really is. It, it's, it's really a disaster. And like I said, you don't have to be... MacArthur to figure out where this is all heading. And when the, when the, when the, when the hour of the cluster happens, all these people responsible for this, they, they won't be found. They'll, they'll, you know, they're going to be, uh, you know, in hiding practically when the body bags start rolling in and the ships are sunk and the planes are down and people wondering why isn't this military performing like it usually it has in the past. It's obvious. It's obvious. You know, political correctness and diversity are not combat multipliers. So thanks for joining me on U.S. Defense Watch Radio on this Saturday afternoon. You can listen to this uh, broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. And you can click on the links, uh, usdefensewatch.com to Blog Talk Radio or to TuneIn or to Stitcher. You can also listen to this on iTunes. Subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. And you can also listen to all the past episodes as well. And we'll see you next Saturday on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. And I'm signing off with little words from General George S. Patton, a man who was a walking, talking macro-aggression. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. For over a thousand years, Roman conquerors returning from the wars enjoyed the honor of a triumph a tumultuous parade. In the procession came trumpeters and musicians and strange animals from the conquered territories.
together with carts laden with treasure and captured armaments. The conqueror rode in a triumphal chariot, the dazed prisoners walking in chains before him. Sometimes his children, robed in white, stood with him in the chariot or rode the trace horses. A slave stood behind the conqueror, holding a golden crown and whispering in his ear a warning that all glory is fleeting. <laughs>